Julie Ryan, noted psychic and medical intuitive, is ready to answer your personal questions, even those you never knew you could ask. For more than 25 years, as she developed and refined her intuitive skills, Julie used her knowledge as a successful inventor and businesswoman to help others. Now, she wants to help you to grow, heal, and get the answers you've been longing to hear. Do you have a question for someone who's transitioned? Do you have a medical issue? What about your pet's health or behavior? Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. I'm Julie, your host, and I'm so delighted you could join us this evening. My intention in doing this show is to provide information, insight, and comfort to people around the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. We have several callers on hold this evening, and we have a couple of really special guests um, who are callers with us this evening, and it's, it's a mom, Sue, and her daughter, Allie, and they're very special and very gracious to join us this evening because they lost their husband and dad earlier this morning. And, uh, and I talked with Allie, the daughter, this afternoon and, um, and talked about her being on the show this evening. So, Sue, are you on? I'm on. I am Hi, on. Hi, Sue. Hi, how are you? Condolences to you and the family and and everybody that's uh, gone through what you have. Do you do you want to tell everybody a little bit about your husband? Yes, he had um, an interstitial pulmonary fibrosis, and um, yeah, well, we just found out uh, not even a week ago that he was going to go to palliative care, and. Um, he passed very quickly, within four days, and he passed at 12.30 this morning. And we were all very devastated, but Allie was able to talk to Julie earlier today and got some amazing um, information. And I came, we all gathered this evening, and they said they had a present for me, and it was a dozen roses from my husband, who had told them to go buy me a dozen yellow roses that had such special meaning. It was just unbelievable. I, I, my whole, my, I, I am so happy tonight where I think I would have been just falling apart, but knowing that he's in heaven and looking out for us is just amazing because Julie knew that. (laughs) Yeah, we had a conversation with him this afternoon with your daughter, Allie, and her sister-in-law and her cousin and her aunt. There was, it was kind right. of a group call. And, um, and Allie mentioned that your husband, Marty, got to say goodbye to a lot of people when he was in intensive care. And she said that it was just like a mob scene down at the hospital. It yes, it was. There were like, I think that there were probably 200 people, and that's not an exaggeration, that came through in two and a half days to say goodbye to him. And he actually had text messaged people and said, I'm dying. Just found out I need, I want to say goodbye. And everybody came, every niece, every nephew, every friend. I mean, it was wonderful, which is why I think he had such an easy passing. He truly got to say his farewells to everyone. And it was wonderful to see. 
Oh, I didn't hear that he had texted people and said he, he would die. I did. Oh my I gosh. On his phone. I thought on his phone when I was, somebody had sent a text and I looked at his phone and I thought where he had sent someone a text, a grade school friend, and said, um, I would love to see you. And that guy came. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. Yeah. He really saw every single person. How remarkable. Well, Allie, I know, taped our call earlier this afternoon, but, and Allie probably hasn't had a chance to tell you about much about it, but he was surrounded by angels and by his parents and his grandparents and his great grandparents and, and lots of hundreds of family and friends spirits as well when he died and he was carried to heaven by angels. And, and then once he got to heaven, heaven, Sue, looks like this big, brilliant wall of yellowish, whitish light to me as I perceive it. I haven't yeah. seen any wrought iron gates with St. Peter sitting behind them. <laughs> Not that I would know what St. Peter looked like if I saw him, but I think I would maybe know who he was. But, but it has a kind of a plasma consistency to it. And I, we did an instant replay, like when you watch a football game, you know, on TV. Yeah. Uh, we did an instant replay of the time that he passed. And the angels, two huge, big old guardian angels, carried him um, on either side of him through this brilliant wall, which I see as the wall to heaven. And all oh, of his... All of his family and um, and friends that, who are deceased were there just on the other side of the wall waiting for him. Oh and his mom and his dad were, his spirits were at his feet. And then both sets of grandparents, great-grandparents, um, other family and friends, lots of them were there. And I told Allie and I told your daughter-in-law and also your nieces, when you have his funeral on Monday, there's a prayer that said at the end of every Catholic funeral, and it's called In Paradisum. Uh-huh. And I know you've heard it, because I know you've I been have. to many, many funerals. Yeah. But pay extra attention to that prayer when they say it at his funeral, because... They talk about that your loved ones and the angels will greet you and lead you into paradise. And that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened to Marty and what happens to all of us. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so, um, you know, at his funeral at the end, the priest will come and he'll say that prayer. And I was telling Allie and the other gals this afternoon that best I have been able to research it, it, uh, started with a 5th century Gregorian chant and, of course, was in Latin. Right. And then it's been translated and it's been said at millions of funerals, obviously, obviously since that time. But the thing that I told the girls this afternoon was I believe that people were able to see this before we got so smart and you know, shut down our intuitive ability, because whoever the monk was that wrote that prayer and then turned it into a chant saw what I see. And it's uh, all on graphics. Have you seen the graphics that are on my website? No, I have not seen your website yet. Okay. I've, well, have, I, I've showed a few people, but um, I have not shown okay. her yet. Well, show, show your mom when you get a minute, and it'll show you the position of the angels and the loved one's spirits as somebody's getting close to death. And um, I think it will make sense to you, especially okay. when you hear the tape. But 
our heart goes, my heart goes out to you. You know, you're in my prayers, anything I can do to help. I'm just amazed at how remarkable you sound. Well, because of you, I mean, I really think that you have made it so, I just feel so happy for him. I'm just, you know, I just feel so at peace because I'm just so happy for him, knowing that he did not suffer and he just went quickly and right. he's happy. Yeah. So thank you yeah. for that, Julie. I really, really thank you. You are so welcome. Allie was so cute because she goes, well, is he happy? And I said, honey, he's in heaven. It's Nirvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Yeah, that's right. It doesn't get any yeah. better than this. That's right. Yeah, yeah. it's really but good. Thank you well, so much. Thank yes. you. Yeah. Okay. We'll be thinking of you over the next few days and weeks. So, um, you know, look for the little miracles, Sue, because there'll be many of them as you go through these next few days. And be open to the different signs that he's going to let you know that he's around. I will. I will. Thank you, Julie. Okay. All righty. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. And so now we have Allie, the daughter of um, Mark. Hi, girl. Hi. How are you? And, um, And had a great conversation it was so such a privilege and an honor for me to be on there with you this afternoon and your other family members it's just it's humbling for me it's and it's just such an honor and a privilege to to be a part of your life during such an emotionally intense time and you know just what a privilege thank you we really appreciate that you bet. Do you want to share a little bit about what we what we discovered or what your thoughts were or um and or do you have another question for me? Um I mean of course I could stay on here all, all day long. I um there was one question actually. Okay. My, I didn't know. <laughs> My dad was actually kept asking about he really wanted us to have more grains. Like he kept saying that he wanted me to have more children, and my sister-in-law and I actually were planning on having another baby because we wanted him to be able to meet them. Uh, uh-huh. And we just didn't know if he knew that or if, you know, now, of course, we're all just so sad. We don't even know if we want to have another baby because he's not going to yeah. be But if that was kind of in the cards, like if we, you know, that's just something we really, you know, wanted to do for him, you know, especially because he was the best grandpa to our children. And uh-huh. just, you know, obviously we'll know who will be watching over us, but, just, you know, I don't know. Well, so, your, so your question is, did he know that you wanted to have another baby? Yeah, like, I guess, like, like, are we, you know, like, I guess do you think that we'll still be able to, you know, bring another baby into this world and, you know, and he'll be there, you know, with us. And I don't know, what am I trying to ask? (laughs) Well, yes, absolutely. And what I'll do here in a minute is I'll get you on my radar, Allie, and I'll look to see if there's a baby's energy that's already attached to your uh, energy field. Okay. So that'll be kind of fun. So we can do that. And... Uh And the, and the other thing is I have to tell you that on several occasions, deceased grandparents have come in and helped soothe small children 
whose parents have called me when they're having night terrors or they're not sleeping or they wake up in the middle of the night and they're inconsolable before they can even verbalize what's going on because there's so little. And, and what I do is I call in help from somebody that can help soothe this child in the middle of the night a lot of the time what's happening is is the babies can babies and small children can still see non-physical spirits you know you hear about little kids having imaginary friends well they're not imaginary they're real the adults see them but the kids can see them and sometimes little children in the middle of the night can see you know they're seeing spirits or they can sense spirits and it wakes them up and it scares them so the grandparent the deceased grandparent comes in and is just there and helps helps the other spirits just kind of have a boundary oh there's a boundary around the child and it's really touching I've seen it many many times and I think the cool thing about somebody when they're in non-physical in the spirit form is that they can be in lots of places at the same time because we're yeah. made in the image and likeness of God. And everybody thinks, well, that means God looks like us. Looks like right. he's usually, God's usually pictured as a father time kind of looking guy. Yeah. And, and I believe that it's, we're made in the image and likeness of God in spirit form. So yes. your dad's going to be able to be with you, with your children, with your siblings, with their children, with your mom, with whoever. And yeah. all at the same time. And actually, he'll be around you more, perhaps, in, in non-physical than he ever was in the physical form. No, that Which makes... is it's kind of cool when you think yeah. about it. But yeah. if you want, do you want me to get you on my radar and see if you're... Um, all the things, yes. <laughs> see what's going on and see if, if there's a baby. Yes. Baby's energy that's hooked in. All right, my laser beam's going up to you in Ohio, and I've got you on my radar. Yes, there is. There's a baby's energy over your shoulder, and it looks like an orb, Allie. Looks like the orb that the ball of light that Glenda the Good Witch came into <laughs> Munchkin land on. You know, yeah. the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. And and um so that's what that looks like. That means the baby's energy is attached to your energy field. Oh. And will has a really good chance of incarnating and being conceived. That's good cuz we need we need a ba- babies make everything better. <laughs> they do. They do. Any do you have another question for me or you've had a long day? I have we've had a very long day. Um I don't, I, you know, I can't, of course, I can't even think of anything right now. Okay. I guess just that right. my, yeah, I mean, my dad is, you know, around us and. Yes, um, absolutely. We, but um, if he wants to say, I don't know if he wants to say anything else to my mom or um, any of his, you know, you know, we kind of went over that earlier just with the, the kids and stuff. Yeah. Or, but um, just that yeah. I, yeah, I hope, you know, he's like. We're keeping a lookout for all of his signs and stuff. Definitely, we're definitely more aware of his energy and right, um, right. So look for the little you. miracles as you yeah. go through this next few days with the funeral home and the funeral and all of that, and and um, allow yourself to feel joy in with yeah. the sorrow because what has happened to him is really glorious. Uh, it doesn't get any better than being carried off to heaven by a bunch of angels and right. having all the loved ones there waiting for you. 
and also allow yourself to experience the joy of all these other people that are going to come out to support you and your family and allow yourself to be touched by that because it's really, it's really a special time and the joy mixed with the sorrow in there, I think helps make it bearable for most people. No, I completely agree. Yeah. You are definitely a blessing to many people. And I know you have been, especially to me and my family today. Oh, my privilege. I really appreciate it. You bet. You bet. All right. Go get some sleep. Go get some rest. And, um, and, you know, all the best to you and your family. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Have a good night. You bet. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Well, we have another caller that's on here, and I believe it's Miss Ann. Hi, Ann. Are you with us? I am. Thank you so much. What an inspiring story that was. Oh, God bless them. They He died at a little before one this morning. And oh, my as, gosh. As Sue, his wife, said when we were communicating with him this afternoon, he was very adamant about his daughter getting uh, his wife a dozen yellow roses and taking them to her from him. And and I said, are those your mom's favorite flower or something? And she said, not that I know of. And I said, well, there's some significance. And I, I can say with all the many, many, many families over the years with whom I've worked when they have a loved one who's dying, I've never had one who's passed say, can you take my wife a dozen yellow roses? <laughs> so... Whoa. It was very sweet, and you could you could tell in Sue's voice she was very touched by it. Yeah, I was hoping not to cry during my call, but I think I'm already crying. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very touching. Well, tell everybody where you're calling from. I'm calling from beautiful Boise, Idaho. Okay, terrific. I have never been there, but I've seen pictures. It looks gorgeous. It is a fabulous place to live, and in the last 10 years, um, everyone seems to be discovering it because people are moving in and in droves from everywhere. Oh, no. Well, hopefully that'll well, help the real estate prices and you'll make a lot of money. Yep, we're hoping for that, yep. Yeah. Well, good. Do you have a question that I can answer for you or help you with? Sure. I kind of have a general question that I'll get to a specific question unless you tell me I should ask a different question, if that's okay. Okay. So so I've been a a law of attraction student for probably about 10 years and recently hired a law of attraction coach who's on your radio network, who's awesome. And um, I'm about two weeks into the process, and in our one-on-one conversation today, it came up that I probably have some blockages that I'm putting up a lot of walls because of past uh, hurt uh, feelings in relationships, namely with my mother and an ex, and that maybe maybe I need to open up my heart more because I'm kind of isolating myself and building up walls. Um, So I'm not sure if I should ask for kind of a general um, question to see what that might be, or my mother passed in 2008. Uh, It's been a process for me, too. She was a wonderful mom in many ways, but not in the emotional, nurturing way, and so I've been harboring a lot of resentments towards her 
all my adult life and since she's passed, I'm trying to work through that. So I'm not sure if that's the direction that we need to go or if um, there's just some general guidance that you might have to help me break through um, this to get to this allowing place where I feel worthy uh, to receive. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have a couple of thoughts on, on your questions. The first one is I, what I'd like to do is just kind of talk about your mom a little bit first, and then I'd like to do a scan on you and connect with you and just do a general scan and see what's going on from a medical, physical standpoint. And I can see if there are blockages or tears or whatever's going on in your energy field membrane, and I'll explain that a little bit more when we get to that. So are you game for that? Does that sound okay? Okay. Mm -hmm. As far as your mom goes, there's something that really helps to know is we all choose our parents before we're born, before we incarnate. We choose who our parents are going to be. We choose where we're going to born, be born, pretty much a general trajectory of our lives and in what direction they're going to go. Certainly there are forks in the road and certainly there are lots of times where we can use our free will. But at the end of the day, we are spirits here to have a human experience. And when it comes down to it, by us choosing our parents, even when we have conflicts with them or or have difficult relationships, it's of our choosing so that we can expand and we can learn the lessons and have the experience that we want to have before we're born. And I truly believe that. I've read that many places. It's in ancient scriptures. It's in all kinds of different um, religions and cultures and who knows for sure we're all going to know when we die, right? We'll figure we'll figure out a lot of this stuff when we're in non-physical form, but I believe it's certainly feasible. And what I, I believe find, that. I, I believe yeah, that too, by the way. Yeah, what I find is that it really helps relieve a lot of the angst and anger and resentment and other emotions that come along with memories that we have from our childhood or our young adulthood or even recent memories that are causing us problems. I believe that we're all spirits and, and we're incarnating into a human body to have the human experience. And it, the best visual analogy I can give you on that is it's as if the spirit is a paper doll and the body is the clothing that goes on top of the paper doll. But it's all holographic. It's all intertwined. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Okay. Yes. And if, mm-hmm. if you look at the the old masters' paintings of Jesus and the Virgin Mary and the saints and even angels a lot of the time, they'll have a halo around the person's head or sometimes around the person's whole body. The painter will have mm-hmm. that. I know, I know you've seen that. Yes. And what I believe is that the Leonardo da Vinci's and his buddies back then when they were painting those paintings could see people's spirits and spirit and energy field is the same thing to me, our spirit and our energy field. So when they were looking at somebody to paint them, they could see this halo around them, which is just their energy field showing. Mm -hmm. And then the body was on top of it. 
Okay. So your your mother is deceased, I assume? Yes, yeah, since 2008. Okay. She all if she had any negative personality traits as you perceived them, they were for your benefit as well as hers. So all the hurt and everything that happened between you and her that was hurtful was all for your for you. It all happened for you, not to you. And it was so you could expand and learn and choose what you wanted to do so that you could get out of that negative feeling. The other thing I want you to know, and you heard me talking about this with Sue and with Allie earlier, is everybody, when they go into non-physical, when they go into spirit form, all the, the what we perceive to be negative emotional traits stay with the body. Spirits, all spirits are pure love and light and energy. It's just mm-hmm. pure love. So your mom is around you all the time. You can call on her for help. She's an, she's, consider her to be a heavenly advocate for you. And any nastiness or any kind of negative personality traits, they all stayed with her body when she died. Mm-hmm. So, so you can ask her to intervene, to intercede, to ask her for advice. She's your advocate now. And it's all pure love and there's no, there's nothing negative that can come at you. Okay. So how you ask her questions is you say, mom, is it in my best interest to, and finish the sentence? Or mom, is it in Sally's best interest? You can ask her about other people as well. But you have, you have kind of your own little heavenly advocate that's there for you, who loves you more than life itself, obviously, because she's passed, but she's around you all the time now. Okay, so we can practice that if you want. We can ask her a question, and, and it's the first thing that comes in your head, in as fast as you can snap your finger. If you think about it for more than a second or two, that's your brain answering you. Right, and I understand it. Well, I understand everything. Um, well, I, I have a question for you, I guess, is everything that you just said, I believe in my head of heads intellectually, mm-hmm. but how do I, how do I rid myself of um, my resentment toward her for what I perceive to be bringing me up with feelings of unworthiness? Well, I think, you thank her for doing that because it happened for you so that you can figure out what you, what you want to go towards. You know what you don't want, right, which is how you feel right. now. What do you want? And you focus on what you want instead of staying stuck in the past. The past is past. You can't do anything about it. It happened for you so you could expand to what it is you want. What did, what did, what do you want? What do you, what will make you feel like you're worthy? Um, what, will, what will make you know you're worthy? Let's take it a step further. I'm not sure I can uh, answer that. Uh, I guess, I guess her um, telling me that I am. Okay. 
Well, since she's deceased, we can get that from her in spirit form and we can ask her questions along those lines. But will that really suffice? Or is it something that you have to do on your own without her that will make you feel worthy? Well, I think it's I think it's both. I mean, I'm doing the work again with the law of attraction coach that I'm working with and we uh-huh. identified today that that this might be a little hurdle that I need to get over and I mentioned that I might call you today and she said, "Yeah, uh-huh. go for it." Okay. Um, well, well, let's let's talk to your mom first then, and then I'm going to get you on my radar and let's do a medical scan and see see what we can find out. Awesome. As far as, as, far as those things go. What's a question that you want to ask your mom? Uh, did she come into my dream a couple nights ago? Yeah, absolutely. I got a yes before the question was even out. What? Tell yeah. me about it. What did it feel like? What What was the dream? It was one of those very lucid dreams that you wake up from and you have to, you know, pause for a few minutes to figure out which which is the reality, the dream or the the wakeness. Uh huh. That <laughs> and, was a visit. Uh, that was a visit. That wasn't a dream. That was a visit. Yeah, and somehow I was asking for an apology from her, and she gave me an apology. Oh, wow. Wonderful. Okay. Well, how you can tell the difference between a dream and a visit, Anne, is the the visits are just what you described, really crisp, really feels so real. And oftentimes people will tell me that they that the hair on the back of their neck was standing up or they were having some kind of a sensation and it, and it, it was just so real that they did exactly what you just said. They woke up and they thought, oh my God, was that a dream or were they really here or what, what, what was that? Because a regular dream you don't do that with. But, but when you have those same feelings as what you just verbalized, that, that was a vis- You got visited, girl. You had a visit. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. So, so she's, Do you think she's gonna uh, waste her time visiting somebody she doesn't love. I'm sorry. No. I said, do you really think she's gonna waste her time visiting somebody she doesn't love? Oh no, that was not her in life. I'm sure it's not her in <laughs> in the spirit world. No. Yeah. So my point is that gives you an idea of how much she loves you that she's visiting you. Okay. This, well, I guess especially it's, this long since she's passed. Sometimes that'll happen pretty quickly after somebody dies, just to kind of reassure the people that are left here without them. They'll, you know, I, I hear it more from people within the first year after somebody dies, and she's been gone a while. Okay. What else do you remember from the dream? Um, my ex was in the dream. He's still alive, but I found that I, I, as many people do, whoever, whichever parent makes them feel bad about themselves, they find and attract and marry or get into relationships with. And so he, he was in the dream as well, but he's still alive and kicking. But. Well, that's all right. So what happened with him in the dream? Uh, you know, honestly, I should have written it down because I can't remember now, but um, it, there was no resolution like it was with her. Like I was seeking some kind of closure um, or apology, even though I know in the cosmic world there is no such thing as an apology. You know, you're on the path that you're supposed to be on and so on. But in the dream, that's that's what transpired. Did it make you feel better? 
Yeah, I woke up feeling really, really good. good. Even though the dream, even though the dream was, you know, a little bit disconcerting, I I woke up feeling really, really great. Mm-hmm. Terrific. Okay, so you can start calling it a visit now. <laughs> okay. of just a dream. <laughs> Did you have another question for her as far as worthiness goes? I don't think so, but I guess I have a question for you. Is there anything else that you, in your scan of me, that would help me to break through, um, to open my heart chakra and to be more in tune with my true self in order to manifest what what I want to manifest? Yes, absolutely. And what is it you want to manifest? Well, long story short, I was laid off a couple of years ago. I'm in my late 50s and I'm working part-time now and I can't access the money, all the money that I've saved over the years because it's all in 401k and so on. Mm. So I'm looking to manifest a way to, you know, financially to bridge that gap, that or something better, of course. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Let me get you on my radar and, and then let's see what's going on. And my guess is there's probably a, some kind of a leak or a tear in your energy field membrane. And the spirit energy field, as I mentioned earlier, is the same thing. As I perceive it, it has a membrane that covers the outside of it. It's almost like a membrane coating over the whole spirit. And it it has it reminds me of really thin saran wrap. <laughs> if you hold a piece of saran wrap really tightly and you poke your finger through it, it has just a little bit of a rubbery feel to it. Mm-hmm. And what I find is whenever there's some kind of a medical condition or some kind of an emotional pain condition, there's always a tear or a hole in that membrane. And even more so than a block, it's more of an energy leak. If you can imagine a balloon and you slice it, just make a slice in it, that air is going to leak out of the balloon, so the balloon's not going to stay inflated as much, right? Right. Same thing with the human body, and it goes back to the ancient Eastern philosophies and medicine, the acupuncture and acupressure, where they talk about chi and what's your chi mm-hmm. to flow, you know, your energy, chi is energy. And so what I find is when we figure out what caused that tear, and it's always from some traumatic event in someone's life, either in this lifetime or in a past lifetime, once we figure out what that is, that tear will repair the energy will flow freely, it won't be leaking anymore, and then the body has the capability, and, the, and that includes the emotions, to go back to homeostasis and heal itself. So that's what I'm going to be looking for when I scan you. I'll let you know if there's anything medical that I see, but I'm primarily going to be looking for energy tears. And then what I do, Anne, is I envision myself diving into that tear I go through a tunnel, reminds me of a wormhole tunnel in outer space where it's completely void of sound, temperature, light. It's just completely black. It's like a tunnel to a different reality. And then I'm shown some sort of a scene. And I'll normally be given your age, if anybody's with you, where you are, what happened. 
It can be a scene of something that's as simple as somebody called you a bad name in first grade and it hurts your feelings to something that was really traumatic that happened. It doesn't really matter what the event is. What matters is that we've illuminated it because once we've hit on it, I'll watch that tear start to be repaired. And so it doesn't take, uh, in my experience, it, it, to he, for people to help heal themselves, it doesn't take years of psychotherapy because once we illuminate whatever that trauma is, whether you remember it or not, a lot of times if it's something that happened when you were really young, you may not remember it or you may not remember it at this moment and perhaps in a month you'll be driving down the road and you'll think, oh my gosh, that's what that was all about. That's what Julie was talking about. Mm-hmm. Also, and it can be something that happened in a past life. I mm-hmm. see that probably 20% of the time. And in that instance, I'll get dates and times and places and whatever. So let me get you on my radar. What I'm doing is I'm I'm increasing my energy vibration. It takes me a nanosecond. There's a laser beam of energy that's going from my sternum here in Birmingham, Alabama, up to you in Boise. So I can see it traveling northwest. Got you on my radar. What I'm going to do is I'm going to shoot energy from your feet up through the top of your head. Okay, I got it. All right, there is a tear that is vertical that's between your breasts. It goes from... Your st- oh, your breastbone, what's that, you know, right above where your breasts are in the middle, and it goes down uh, below where your the bottom of your bra would be, and it's in that, it's a pretty good tear, it's pretty wide, pretty open, but it's a vertical tear. Do you want me to scan you for medical while I've got you on my radar real fast? No, sure. Please. Okay, because the energy goes to where it's needed most first. And I don't edit anything that I get in. I just, I'm just the messenger. So, um, oh, you're just, you're operating on about uh, 30 to 40% power. So this is a substantial leak that you've got going on. Let me, let's see if we can close the leak first. And then I'll go back and shoot energy through you again, see if I can get a better picture of what's going on. Okay. okay. Are, you fe- are you feeling low energy, tired, lethargic, depressed, any of those? Well, I just got over a cold for the last week and a half, but in, in general, I'm kind of a low energy person anyway. I mean, I can easily okay. sleep 12 to 13 hours a night left to my own devices. Okay. All right. Well, we may be changing that. (laughs) I hope so. You you may get a lot more done in the day. (laughs) All right. What I'm going to do, Anne, is it's like I've got a big screen TV in my head, and I'm just watching what's going on. So I'm diving into this tear, and, uh, okay, on the other side, you're 17. You're with a boy. He's not your boyfriend, but you kind of have a crush on him. Was there a boy, see if you remember this, was there a boy, how old are you when you're 17? Probably a junior, senior in high school, something like that, that 
you really, really liked, you had a crush on him, but it was, he broke your heart, for lack of a better word. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was 16, and then we got back together at 17 or 18 and got married. Okay. And then, but this, it's 17, something happened, and I know we're on it because that tear is starting to be stitched up. So whatever it was that happened, like I said, it doesn't really matter because as soon as we illuminate it, it's like walking into a dark room. You flip the light switch. It's not dark anymore. The darkness is gone. And as long as you leave the light on, the darkness doesn't come back, right? So what I'm doing is I'm watching this tear in this membrane get stitched. And it's a running stitch, Anne. It reminds me of of the hem of a dress or a pair of pants where it's an ongoing stitch. It's not like the stitches that you get in the ER where they'll take one stitch and then tie a knot off. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a running stitch. I don't know what the seamstress name for that is. I'll probably have to find that out one of these days. Now I'm watching a patch of energetic blue lines. Weaving a patch reminds me of a gauze pad that you'd put on a wound you know, in those gauze pads, you can see the vertical threads and the horizontal threads that have mm-hmm. been woven together. That's what I'm seeing, these really hair-thin blue lines of energy, which I just found out not too long ago is Einstein's string theory. I've been seeing this stuff for 20 years. I never knew that's what it was. What? But that's what that is, and now it's being lasered in place. All right, let me shoot some energy. That's repaired. Let me shoot some energy from the bottom of your feet, and okay, you let up now. You're working on about 200 watt power now. You're gonna be running around the house naked or doing something wild here with all this extra energy. <laughs> you better tell your husband. You better, you better tell whoever's home to prepare themselves. I'm kidding, but you're yeah, gonna have a lot, you're gonna have a lot more energy. Uh, well, I think that's, that's very interesting because that was my absolutely my first heartbreak um, yeah. of my life where I was just completely despondent. Well, it it was a big one. And if it happened when you're 17, how old are you now? 58. All right. So 40 years ago, it's been a leak for 40 years and gotten bigger over that time. Well, what's, inter- what's interesting is I, I kept repeating that behavior and attracting people who treated me the same way. Mm-hmm. And that was happening for you so that you could, um, you know, learn whatever you were supposed to learn out of that. The only other thing I see medically, in is looks to me like you could use some bioidentical hormones. Are you on hormones now? I was on bioidentical hormones for about eight years and, and went off them because I didn't feel like I needed them anymore, but... Okay. All right. Well, you might want to revisit those because your energy field inside your body's energy field, when I see a woman or a man who their energy looks like dehydrated fruit, which is what yours looks like, and I shot estrogen energy through your body and you plumped up like a piece of, like, like if you put a dried raisin in, a, in hot water, you know how it plumps up right away? Yeah. 
that's kind of what it looked like. So if you have somebody that you can go visit about that, it's going to keep your bones healthy, your heart healthy, your brain healthy. It's just, and I think it's going to really help with the depression and, and help you go manifest all the things you want to, you want to do. And it's a good thing you're going to be on full power now for whatever job's coming for you. That's awesome. But, but, you know, the funny thing is I've been looking for a job that I have this great part-time job that I love. And uh-huh. the, thought of, the thought of going back to full-time just completely turns my stomach. So every job that I've applied for, of course, I don't get because I don't want it. Well, perhaps you're supposed to look at doing something on your own that's part-time in addition to your part-time job that can perhaps develop into something full-time on your schedule with freedom yeah, and the money. Right. So that's what I'm, I'm hoping to keep things open to see what, you know, may come my way. I'm a serial entrepreneur, so if you told me I had to go get a job, it would it, it, I, I would just be despondent because I haven't. I've, I started my first company at 25. If you told me I had to go work I for know. somebody, it, it would not be good. <laughs> I don't I know. know that I, could, I don't know I could do it. <laughs> Very <laughs> impressive said, career you've had. Yeah. I had to, but I uh, I completely understand, and I promise you, there's lots of things you can do without having to go get a job. Yeah, yeah, but I'm trusting the universe to bring that to me. So thank you for helping me get to that place. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for calling in this evening, and good luck on all your new adventures. It's going to be fun for you to watch them all unfold. Yes, I can't wait. Okay. Thanks, Anne. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Most of us have busy lives and we know that we're not getting the nutrients and the vitamins and the minerals that we need. So I'm always looking for easy ways to ingest them. I found one, it's called Beam Minerals. And what I find is that most of us don't get enough potassium, magnesium, and calcium. Those are the big three. And so what Beam Minerals does is it's put all these minerals in a liquid form that's easy to drink because it tastes like water. It's got all these important minerals and a whole bunch of other ones. And I find that they're really helpful. They save me time. They're easy to take. And I suggest that you give them a try. Go to Beam Minerals. B as in boy, E-A-M, minerals, plural, dot com, and use the code Julie Ryan, altogether, no space, at checkout, and you'll get 20% off your order. That's Beam Minerals, B-E-A-M, minerals, dot com, and use Julie Ryan at checkout, and you'll get a 20% discount. Give it a try and let me know what you think. Okay, two interesting calls this evening. We do this show every Thursday night at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. If you're driving and you're listening to this podcast and you can't write all this down, the good news is if you go to AskJulieRyan.com and you scroll down to the bottom of the homepage, all this call information is on there. And also, while you're on the website, Click on the sign up for the newsletter link and join our our uh, list of people who get a newsletter from me every Wednesday. 
usually Wednesday morning, I send it out. It'll take you less than a minute to read it. It's normally a question somebody has submitted online, and I answer it. And uh, it also has all this call-in information on it. Also, while you're on my website, you can click on the link to schedule an individual session with me. And that gives us a whole hour, which is so much fun and usually really interesting with what we, the information that we get. So AskJulieRyan.com. Go on there and check it out. A couple of quick questions in the few minutes we have left that have been submitted online. And the first one comes from Shelly, and Shelly lives in Dallas, Texas. And she asked, Hi, Julie. Would you look at the bottom of my right foot, kind of where the arch and heel meet? I have no idea what I've done. I was literally just walking Saturday when I stopped and talked to someone for a bit. I've hardly been able to walk since. I finished my conversation and walked away. I've been in pain ever since. Thanks. And here's my response. Hi, Shelly. You poor baby. When I scanned you, I could see lots of inflammation in your foot and worked on getting it calmed down in order to see the cause of your pain. To me, it looks like plantar fasciitis. The plantar fascia is a thick band of tissue on the bottom of the foot that connects the heel bone to the toes. Plantar fasciitis is caused by straining the ligament that supports the arch. Repeated strain can cause tiny little tears in the ligament, which in turn causes inflammation and pain. I personally have had plantar fasciitis on a couple of occasions and know firsthand how painful it can be. It is wicked. For any of you that have had it, you know what I'm talking about. Here are some suggestions for things that worked for me. Number one, see a chiropractor. They can adjust your foot to make sure it's properly aligned and use an activator device to help release tightness in the tissue. Number two, freeze a water bottle, a regular water bottle that you get at the store, like a Dasani or Aquafina or Nestle water bottle. Freeze that and roll the arch of your foot on it for up to 10 minutes at a time. This will help calm inflammation and help alleviate pain. Number three, do the downward dog yoga stretch a couple of times a day. And that is, for those of you that don't know the yoga poses, that's when you, when we were little in PE, they'd say do the bridge upside down bridge and you stick your butt up in the air your your feet and your hands are on the ground and your butt's high up in the air and what that does is that's going to stretch that ligament in your foot when you do that another thing you can do is stand on a step with just your toes and let the heels of your feet drop off the step to stretch the arch area Your foot pain is most likely caused by some cute shoes you've been wearing. Hope this helps. So thanks, Shelly, on your plantar fasciitis. Thanks for sharing that with me and with all of our audience, all of our, um, everyone who's listening, all of our listeners. Okay, another quick one. Brooke, from, also from Dallas, wow, two questions from Dallas, asked, Hi, Julie, I've been in a relationship with my boyfriend for four years now. Lately, I've been feeling like maybe it isn't working out anymore. Should I try and make this work with him, or is there someone else better out there for me? If I hear it from you, it'll be more of a push since I'm in a weak place right now. Thank you, Brooke. And here's my response. Hi, Brooke. With regard to your relationship, sounds like you're already receiving intuitive guidance. 
there are a couple of main ways our spirits communicate with us about relationships or anything else for that matter. In your case, when you begin to question whether or not you want to spend time with your boyfriend or want to explore someone new, that's guidance. Also, when you feel what we consider to be negative emotions, uneasiness, emotional pain, anger, etc., when you think of him or when you're around him, that too is guidance. The easiest way to get answers is to ask, is it in my best interest too? And finish the sentence. Be as specific as possible because spirits are really literal. The reason why I like to ask, is it in my best interest too, or is it in Susie's best interest too, whomever, is because we in our human minds can't see all the different variables of things that can happen from our human perspective. But the universe can, spirits can, non-physical can. So when we ask, is it in my best interest to, it encompasses all of those variables for a good outcome, for an outcome that's in our best interest. Back to my response. An intuitive response will come immediately, as fast as you can snap your fingers. If you think about it for more than a second, it's your brain answering you. So, when I ask, is it in Brooke's best interest to continue a romantic relationship with her current boyfriend? I get a no. Is it in Brooke's best interest to terminate her relationship with her current boyfriend? I also get a no. When I ask, is it in Brooke's best interest to terminate a romantic relationship with her current boyfriend? I get a yes. See the difference? Now, that goes back to be really specific because spirits are and the universe is really specific. I asked, is it in her best interest to terminate a romantic relationship? Because that was specific. I got a different answer than, is it in her best interest to terminate our relationship? And this is what I, basically what I got out of that difference. And I said, perhaps it's better for you to have your current boyfriend as just a friend who's a boy. (laughs) You already know what to do. Life is supposed to be fun. When it gets to be a chore with somebody, that's information you're not supposed to be with them or you're supposed to change something so that it's fun. So life's supposed to be fun. Go out and find some fun, Brooke. Thanks for your question. All right. Well, that's about all the time that we have this evening. Thanks so much for joining us. Please give me a call next week with your question. Of course, I'll be happy to answer it online. It may be chosen to be on the show. And you've got a really good chance of getting it answered if you call in. Plus, it's way more fun and it's way more interesting to talk with you. I hope, it, I hope you all have just a fabulous week weekend and I look forward to being with you next week. Take care everybody. Bye now. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to follow Julie on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Julie Ryan and like her on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan. To schedule an appointment or submit a question, please visit AskJulieRyan.com. This show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be medical, psychological, financial, or legal advice. Please contact a licensed professional. The Ask Julie Ryan Show, Julie Ryan and all parties involved in producing, recording, and distributing it assume no responsibility for listeners' actions based on any information heard on this or any Ask Julie Ryan shows or podcasts.